You're listening to episode 15 of Wine and Cheese, a podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And I've got Maz, the beautiful cat, sitting <laughs> on my lap. Un- special unpopular guest. opinion. Special guest Maz <laughs> jumped up my lap. Um, yeah. And this week we've got the Atari's So Long Astoria off of Columbia Records' March 4th, 2003 release, paired with the 1985 blockbuster The Goonies. Spielberg produced but not directed. Not directed. It was directed by Richard Donner. Yeah. Who did Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) (laughs) He directed with his fridge. Uh, Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, Joey, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I've been listening to. Uh, there's a new Markman comp. It's oh, like really? uh, all the seven inch tracks and stuff. It's Hell called yeah. On the Other Side. It's pretty good. Did you see them at all before they broke up? I know we we saw them at Damage City. But I did not see them before they initially broke up or took yeah, a break or, or whatever it was. Or, yeah. But I saw them play like one of the reunion shows like years ago when they played like three shows in New York. Yeah. And then I saw them at Damage City. So I think I've only seen Hell that yeah. two times, but they're great. I, um, I was telling somebody about at Damage City, you and I left D.C. We saw the show at Damage City on Saturday. Each stayed over in separate places on Sunday. Must have left the city at the exact same time. Because they ran into each other at like a rest stop in Delaware, right? Pulled into a random Delaware rest stop and parked next to each other. It was yeah. so weird. <laughs> that um, was super weird. Yeah. My friend was like, I don't believe that. Was yeah. Like, oh. it was. We were like, oh, hey, Mike. And we were getting out of our cars at the same time. Right. That's yeah. We must have driven at the exact same mile per hour. Yeah. Weird. If two cars going to <laughs> Philadelphia leave at, uh, yeah, you get the rest. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to, uh, there's a new record by this band, Bad Sports. Have you ever heard them? Oh, that band's great. Yo, they have a new record. It's called Constant Stimulation. Okay. It's I'll really it good. I didn't, I didn't know they were even still around. They haven't put out one in like four years or something, it feels like. You know what? That, that makes sense. There's a Spotify thing that they do where every Friday it's called like release radar or something. yeah so all the new bands pop- that are releasing stuff yeah so that well release up. radar is like tailored to you exactly and yep. what you listen to yeah and i assumed that it was just like a re-release from the label or something like that because no, i didn't know they were active one. either that's yeah. awesome it's uh, it's awesome too um cool. I'll i definitely gotta give it some more spins because it's great yeah. uh and then we went to the drug church show that just happened yes we did uh saw them and we saw seattle's new gods who honestly stole the show for me who were phenomenal yeah they're great uh-huh. uh can't say enough good things about that band right on what have you been listening to mike um so i've been listening to a lot of bob dylan this new artist that you may have heard of he's, oh yeah uh, he's <laughs> pretty old <laughs> um no i've been listening to bob dylan um i went to that super unison show i think it was like tacked super unison yeah um and a couple other bands played that was a cool show i was really into that everybody oh, hits right exactly yeah they played with bad heaven um which is like a john gallm band from i can't remember why i didn't go you went to mitski Oh, I went to Mitski. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's that's sweet. Cool. How was Super Unison? Super Unison rocked. I was super into it. Um, I had never seen them before. And I think on a previous episode, you said they're playing soon, right? And I was like, no, you that like, happened no, already. That already happened. I was wrong. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. Consider this my, uh, it's redacted. Consider this my, my resignation from the podcast. <laughs> um, and then also, I've seen them before and I've listened to them before, but never like had a moment where I really liked Royal Headache. And I'm still like I, I listen to their albums like twice a week now. You're in just now. regularly. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. It's amazing. Yeah, R.I.P. So it's unfortunate. R.I.P. Indeed. Um, <laughs> what's a band I've also been listening to is the Ataris. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. This one record in particular called <laughs> "So Long Astoria." Let me just start off by saying I'm glad we didn't go to this show. Oh my god, I thought <laughs> I thought of that. Like, as I was listening to this, I was like, damn, we were going to go to them playing in Philly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they recently played here. I think it was Halloween. Right? Oh, yeah. It was like right around, maybe like it 29th been, or something. It might have been Halloween night, honestly, because it was like a Tuesday or something. Yeah. Uh, they played a venue here called the Voltage Lounge, and they played this record straight through. That's right. They played and, Voltage. Yeah. Even better reason for us not to go. And I, yeah, exactly. And I was a little hype at first because I was like, oh, well, we've been talking about doing this for the podcast. We could do, we'll do extra credit, I essentially. Gonna, I was going to brand it as a cheap date episode. because <laughs> <laughs> That would have been good. Yeah, but. Uh, but alas, we did not. And uh, we're probably a little bit better off for it, to be fair. But we'll get into that. We're is, definitely not worse off for it. We're definitely certainly not worse <laughs> off. Uh, is this band emo, Mike? Buckle up, because they've got a goddamn 
Vonnegut novel written about it. Um, <laughs> the Ataris is not an emo band. That feeling when the other guys should have guessed something was up when they showed up, to, showed up to practice in a Bentley. But what do I know? Shit was crazy then with pop punk. Moral of the story is you just need one hit song for the mainstream press to cover you and your band when one ex-member breaks the law. And I don't even know what most of that means. I don't even know about the breaking the law part. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that's a reference to. Same. I'm guessing Chris Rowe broke the law at some point. Sure. Probably broke into something because that's what all their fucking songs are about. <laughs> um, but Wikipedia calls them emo, so we'll go with it. Yeah, they're, they're like pop punk emo, whatever, yeah. I guess. Um, whatever they are. This one in particular is more just like alternative. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. I don't really know. Whatever you call like a, like hot topic rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, what is your, do you have like a history with this band or this record at all? I had the CD I knew in this diary pretty well. Yeah. And I feel like I came to know so long a story pretty well because I just sang the whole last chorus. But uh, <laughs> yeah, beyond that. Oh, and Boys of Summer, of course. So maybe I know the course, hits, but that's better. Yeah. Uh, a lot of filler on this album. So much filler. Uh, I used to love this band, even oh, yeah. around the time that this came out, I think. But I was kind of like getting out of them by then. Yeah. I mean, Blue Skies, Broken Hearts is like, that's... That one's really good. It's and like and one fifteen ninety six. And, it's and got is like, forever. The record yeah. between that and this are all really, is really good too. But For sure. Blue Skies is... Yeah, legendary. I mean, it's they have like your boyfriend sucks. Sand Demons High School Football Rules. Yeah. The up up down down song. Won't spend another night alone. Hotel. Yeah. Like they have a lot of really good songs. They're just not on this album. They're not on this <laughs> album. Somehow I thought more of those were. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like a mixtape kind of thing where like if I burned a CD of like my favorite Atari Maybe. songs. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, is is Chris Rowe okay? <laughs> I feel like he's had a lot of like freakouts in a fedora on stage. And, like, Has he? Uh, yeah, I think like w- in recent years he's like gone a little nuts on he, on stage. And he's stuff. part of the uh, black shirt red tie club with like oh. Matt Skiba and Billy Joe Armstrong, <laughs> and like My Chemical Romance, maybe. <laughs> uh, probably, almost certainly. <laughs> Seems like something they would certainly do. Um, yeah, dude. How do you feel about the cover art? Oh, it's fine. I kind of like it. Yeah, it has like a. Uh, the water tower from Astoria on there it fits the vibe of the of the title. And I liked stuff. it a lot. I grew up like a, a stone's throw from a water tower, so like it was on the same street <laughs> as. Wait, are you from Oregon? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, it, I lived on a street called Water Street, and it was the Fitting. street that the water tower was on, and we were the only house on that street. So I kind of have like a water tower thing, I guess. You had no. I'm neighbors. a water tower guy. <laughs> cool. Uh, no, we had neighbors on the cross street, Got so oh, like, but I not see. on that street in particular. Cool. Um, this album is certified gold. By who? <laughs> By like, <laughs> it sold enough rec coppers, coppers, <laughs> sold enough copies to be certified oh, gold. Oh, that kind. Yeah, platinum's right. better than gold, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, but to even be certified. Boys of Summer was gigantic, it was big. I, yeah, I I still hear it. I talk about this all the time. I still hear a lot of these songs on the radio. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump into something I was gonna save, but uh, I'm, we talk about Tyler every fucking episode. But he and his friends organize a Pottsville bar crawl, and uh, a band was playing Boys of Summer, and I was like, oh. I know how I'll tell if it's Don Henley or if it's uh, the, the Atari's, Atari's version. Black flag sticker on the Cadillac. They said that. They said black flag sticker on the Cadillac. Dude. And can I run through some of their other songs they played? They played a song by Halifax. They played Memory by Sugar Colt. They played Until the Day I Die. They Story of the Year. Census Fails, Buried a Lie. They played The Best of Me by the Starting Line. They played Everything is All Right by Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, that Do You Feel Like a Man When You Push Her Around song. Oh, that's... um. Isn't that Simple Plan or something? Red Jumpsuit Apparatus song. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, there you go. And then someone also had to tell me they played a cartel song. And uh, that's okay. the worst throwback <laughs> set I've ever heard. <laughs> wow, that's like yeah. very specific. That's pretty bad. Um, um, yeah. Anyways, should we, should we play a song off the album? Let's play a song. Yeah. Um, Any requests? Should we put on one of the really bad ones? Let's do... Um, <laughs> I don't know. You pick. Okay. I'm just going to go with... Uh, Spotify just quit on me. Should we do the title track? So long, Astoria. Sure. Okay, we'll do that. Give me a second. Just crashed on you. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I'll talk about the length of the record. Forty-nine minutes. It's long. And Holy moly. Long and boring. There's only thirteen songs though, but there's like four four-plus minute songs. Really? Uh, they really could have cut. In my opinion, the last three tracks. Okay. I think Boys of Summer should be the last song. Let me see. And then... Oh, yeah. Just forget the rest. So 8 of 9 isn't bad. Yeah. 
But okay. Well, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm going to play track story. or something on the Japanese edition. <laughs> that would be fine. I like this song, though. This song's great. I think they really had like five or six really good songs they could have yeah. made an album out of. I even like the next track, Take Offs and Landings. That song's fine if you can chill with the metaphors. He says, like, oh, true. electronic devices and fasten seatbelt sign. <laughs> it sounds like a Further Seems Forever song, honestly, from that. Oh, kind of, maybe that's why I like it. Uh. Skip to the outro because they sing about the Goonies a lot. Yeah, so this song's pretty cool. I think this was on... To be fair. A world... Like a, I think there was a DVD called World Warped. It was a Warped Tour Live DVD. Okay. I think they play this song on it. I'm, I would believe that. Yeah. But I truly, until we uh, did this for the episode, I hadn't listened to this song since I was like 14 or 15. I can't remember how I found out the, about them. I feel like one of their old songs was on a comp of some kind, like maybe Sandinus or something like that. That could be. I, mean, I feel like... They were in the compilation era for sure, so Absolutely. it made a lot of sense. Um, a little confused why my reply comes before unopened letter to the world. You can't reply without getting the letter first. Ooh, true. Hot take, but uh, <laughs> also either of those songs could work as a last song for the record. Like that's, <laughs> that's like oh, they both have like the end title sort wise. of vibe. Yeah. Um, was unopened letter to the world a, like a hit? I think it, it was because that one I knew. Yeah. I knew that one. Um, but then he says, um, on the track list in front of me, let me get it. I looked at some of the lyrics etching on parchment, candles, radiating church bells, singing ghosts in the wood. Like what era was this dude from? (laughs) Is he a ghost? (laughs) One of the songs, it might be an open letter to the world is supposed to be all about Emily Dickinson. Oh, well then that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) Uh, so sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so like the song I was familiar with in this diary and Boys of Summer, of course, and mm-hmm. my reply, Unopened Letter to the World, and The Hero Dies in this one were the ones I like really remember. Okay. Oh, and Looking Back on Today, which is like. Which is Looking Back on Today? I, oh, like acoustic. The, yeah. Talk about Paris. Talk about going into Paris, yeah. Italy, England, Japan. Ugh. There's some really bad auto tune in that song, I have a note. Like around yeah. uh, 222 for the listeners. I'm not going to play it because that's just too much work. But <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a listen to that one. Um, also gonna play in this diary because that song's pretty awesome. That Honestly, was the, probably the best track. Yeah, that's like that was the hit. But they had a, there's like another version of it on like an EP or something really? too. That's pretty good. Cool. But uh, despite being like a hit and played out for sure, this song is still pretty great. It's pretty good. Uh, in the video, he's holding a Canon F1. Yes, <laughs> I wrote that down. Yes. <laughs> um, photo no, guys. We're the photo dudes. <laughs> podcast is now called photo dude <laughs> but it's like uh it's just like live footage and then like him taking random pictures mm-hmm. and then the pictures are on this are like the floor of the stage i think right. when they something do like, like the above like the, the headshot yeah. yeah um every song sounds the same like they're very lyric based obviously so yeah. every song is so so similar it's all just pick slides and octaves and big chords even and lyrically chords. every song is so similar they're like, all about breaking into zoos and swimming just pools like, and lighting off fireworks like living like living in the moment right but also like heartbreak a lot too and I being like, married and stuff i think he's kind of like a posi core dork or something. it's <laughs> annoying like i uh let me see what i wrote i'm gonna play the choke in this song is really good too at 308 that right there where he like yeah pauses and comes yeah like the, the punch uh but i wrote we've covered a lot of bands so like lyrics that are heavy in like wordplay mm-hmm. which is extremely cheesy but this like way too honest and like specific style yep. of lyrics is worse i think it's so, like very tiring to cut into the saddest song he says two days until your birthday yesterday was mine you'll be turning five i know what it's like to grow up without a father in your life like there's just no subtlety it's just <laughs> he's just 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 like if you were to just talk and write it all down <laughs> essentially yeah he just finds a way to make it rhyme sometimes yeah so that's the saddest song. There's a video for that one as well. I Have missed you, that Did you watch one. that one? It's no, just like a, it's like a, an acoustic video of him playing. He's a southpaw. He's a lefty. Oh. So it's the, like Go them figure. playing acoustic and then uh, shots of like them in a van. Cool. We've seen that video yeah, seen that. a million times. <laughs> um, what do I got? They're from Anderson, Indiana. But also Santa Barbara, California possibly. Oh, maybe, maybe more so later on. Something they formed like in Indiana, I guess. That could be. Um, I feel like they're best known for the Boys of Summer, which is kind of a bummer. It's a great cover. That is a bummer, but, but it is a good cover. I take issue with the Black Flag line, though. 
he's just trying to wear his heart on his sleeve. Oh, well, it's like I I sent this to you a while back, but uh, I tweeted at them like a little like a year <sighs> and a half ago, and I wrote uh, nothing but love for you guys when I was growing up. But I gotta know who the frick would ever put a black flag sticker on a Cadillac? <laughs> they replied. And said, I don't know, uh, Dolomite, Iceberg Slim, a pimp with really good taste in music? That's who. Weird. Okay. And then some rando replied and said, my friend did this on his new Escalade a few years ago. Not so much because he likes Black Flag, more so because he likes the Ataris. Oh, God. That's such like, <laughs> imagine seeing a Black Flag sticker on a Cadillac and being like, oh, the Ataris. I think the only person that do that would do that would be like Tim Armstrong from Rancid. <laughs> <laughs> he would pull some shit like that. Oh man, was he that? Was he in? Was it him or Lars that was in the transplants? It was Tim, right? Yeah, that's that, yeah, that makes sense with the Cadillacs and like yeah. the rap rock and stuff. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, um, this came out on. Oh wait, no, this didn't come out on Kung Fu Records, but they this were was like on a Columbia. Kung, they were a Kung Fu band mm-hmm. who put out such bands as okay. Uh, they put out the first Blink record, Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put out some stuff by Tsunami Bomb, some Vandal stuff, because it was that guy's label. This is the one that really threw me off. They put out the European CD version of Rage of Discipline by Righteous Jams. Why? I have no clue, because everything Great else album. is more like in the vein of the other stuff. Right. And that is just like peppered in there. And I was like, that's really weird. <laughs> Rage of Discipline. Honestly, still listen to that album a lot. Not the European yeah. release, though. Why? <laughs> I don't know what's different about it. Would American label put out a European release? I think there's a Kung Fu Europe or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that would make sense then. Um, on Wikipedia, the Ataris have tw- exactly 20 people listed under their former member section. So we got a saves the day situation. That's a lot here, of huh? people, dude. That's too many people. They're, they're, Chris Rowe is the only original member to he uh, seems, present day. He seems a little Chris Conley-ish in terms of like... Maybe hard to be in a band with. Probably. Yeah. They kind of look the same. They do kind of look the same. Uh, Maybe that's why I'm thinking it. Maybe. Um, You ever seen them? The Ataris? The Ataris? No. I saw them them once in like 2007. Uh, Right. It was around the time like the album after this came out, I think, because there was like a big gap after this, maybe like four or five years. Okay. Yeah. This Um, honestly, again, knew this pretty tenuously, knew the hits and stuff like that, had the CD, but like. Never really followed along. They played the hits. They only played like a couple new songs, which that record I remember being more like just like indie or like Angels in the Airwavesy or Uh, something. That was probably the era, yeah. Yeah, and um, but they closed with like Sandemus, which was sick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you want to hear. They're good live, honestly. Then I I don't know if that is still true, but. Yeah. I feel like this album is also from an era where it was like really cool to worship the Goonies. Like it was like this and like (laughs) set your goals and like all those bands. Absolutely. There was some weird like. Oh yeah, they have Goonies Never Say Die and Set Your Goals song. Yeah, it's weird. It was like a Hot Topic thing, honestly. It was, yeah. Uh, Like Goonies came back, they made like Ringer Tees with like Sloth on it. And and there were bands named after Sloth. And and then there's that band Chunk No Captain Chunk. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Which I feel like is still later than this. Could be. I don't know anything that, about that. Might that might be like 2007-ish. Yeah, but either way, it was like Goonies was like a thing. Again. It was. And it I, I cool. have no clue what even sparked it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what sparked that or like the Nightmare Before Christmas is huge with like those people as yeah. well. Those hot. people. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, hot topic for sure. <laughs> I think that's just the answer for everything here. Um, I can't can't disagree. That song Radio <laughs> 2 sucks. I wrote radio that. Radio 2. I hate songs that oh. are just like, I hate the radio. You know, I just imagine some kid listening to it like, "Fuck yeah!" The, my band's never played on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> was, the one line is, "Uh, integrity and honesty will prevail tonight." I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" <laughs> uh, another song they had a video for was "The Boys of Summer." Yep, uh, did watch that one. You've watched that one. It's mm-hmm. just like it's just a kind contrast. of playing like a field. Yeah, and then like at the end, a bunch of roses float down a river. Well, there's like uh, there's a lot of shots of like old bridges and stuff, and then, yeah. like some goth girl walking around that's about <laughs> it really yeah there's no i he, guess there weren't really like many narrative videos at this time because all of them were just tone <laughs> well and they're all like and even tone in the in the aspect of like the visuals like it's so moody it's, looking it's just three colors it's like black green and blue it's, it's just contrast very, as it's, hell. it looks like the like the sing the sar era afi videos mm-hmm. honestly exactly. it looks like the girls not gray video it probably it takes place in the same damn field great video great video 
uh, also, at least had a little bit more going on. Should we find the field so we can like pay homage to it? And yeah, properly celebrate this field, absolutely. The famous field, <laughs> the emo field. I think um, I mentioned it earlier, but in like summer '79, he says we'll make history tonight by sneaking into the drive-in and like playing air hockey at the roller rink. And like one of their other albums is about like breaking into the zoo and letting the animals go free. Like they're just. Oh, I think he's just like obsessed with breaking into buildings. <laughs> but but like uh, buildings that more prevalent at a certain time period yeah. or something i don't know he's Do saying think... this is like a like i think he was like 26 when this came out so like that's and it feels like he's like going back in time <laughs> as the songs progress. Do you mm-hmm. think by now he's like a, a steampunk or something he's <laughs> thinking about breaking into an old ship <laughs> <laughs> but no, i just like that he said we will make history tonight we're gonna power the steam engine tonight <laughs> let's play uh let's play another one yeah um all you can learn is what you already know uh, sure, I don't really remember uh, that one. Yeah, that honestly, <laughs> that one to me is like a long song titles aren't cool anymore because the rest of you fuckers are no good at it by Crime and Stereo. Like, <laughs> it's just a bad long song yeah. title. Yeah. Oh, this one. Let me see. At three ten, he does like a demented laugh. <laughs> Should have been at three eleven. Wow. What does he do? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I go back to my question earlier. Is Chris Rowe all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> Great outro. Oh, Great feedback. outro, guys. Oh, man. Um, I, I found out a weird fact. I wrote, early in the writing... Well, I just copy-pasted. Early in the writing process for the record, Rowe found a book that gave him the theme for the album. The book, which was Go Now by Richard Hell, contained a chapter, quote... Where, where he had, he had a, a quote that said, <laughs> go, go, where he had a quote that said, "Memories are better than life." I wanted this record to portray that life is only as good as the memories we make. And I think he says that exact line Ugh. in "So Long Astoria." Dude, uh, yuck! I'm over it, Chris Rowe. <laughs> Again, an album where it's pretty heavily front loaded. Yeah, uh, like Side A has got like a lot of the radio friendly songs, and then they just space out the other ones that they know will be hits, like Boys of Summer. Yeah, I think Eight of Nine was like on a Punko's acoustic thing. Oh, um, interesting. They name drop El Corazon, which is a Seattle venue. I don't know if that's oh, maybe yeah. what they're talking about, but hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was then. I mean, probably. I don't know anything. I also wrote down what the fuck is he talking about? Watermark <laughs> Bridge Crested Wreckage, like that. <laughs> those are just words, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I've been to El Corazon. Yeah, it was called the Fun House. I oh, saw cool. a self-defense family there. That's my Wi-Fi. Uh, password? N- not password. What do you call it? <laughs> Hub? Network? Network. There you go. <laughs> um, there's no Pitchfork review. Good. Rolling Stone gave it a two out of five. Punk, That's... N- Punk News gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay. What do you got? I'm thinking about it and like... This does not age well for me. No. Uh, like four I out of five, it w- five. I thought it would. Yeah, I put four. Sorry, no, four out of ten, five out of ten. Yeah, oh, yeah, I put four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> five out like, of five. Perfect album. It's not the worst album I've ever heard. It's definitely the best album I've ever heard. Yeah. No, it's a solid four for Let, me. Let's go through some of their tours. Uh, they toured with Sugar Colt, Autopilot Off, Rufio. A couple um, of people from some of these bands played in them at one point, especially uh, Sugar Cult. Oh, for real? Yeah. Marco72 like, uh, or whatever his name is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, were you able to find the cover of Rock and Roll High School? I couldn't find it. I, it's elusive. I looked for it. I, it's not on YouTube, at least. <laughs> Damn. They, <laughs> Which, um, if it's not there, screw it. <laughs> they appeared on Jimmy Kimmel in 2003. Um, they played the 2003 MLB All-Star Game. Sorry to anyone oh, who was there weird. to see that. Yeah. Um, they then toured with Vendetta Red, Planes Mistaken for Stars, Hopes Fall, The Go Reflex, and Squirt Gun. Those last two are definitely made up. No, I know who Squirt Gun is. Do you know who The Go Reflex is? No, I don't know who The Go Reflex is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then lastly, they toured with Cursive and Something Corporate. Okay, so that's honestly, a little bit better. I would go to some of those shows, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, uh, do you have a Weird Al parody? I do, but more so... Okay, so... I did your style where I have like a stupid one and then one that's a little bit better. Okay, nice. Um, my first one is the saddest song. I would just call it "I'm I'm a Bad Father." <laughs> and then uh, the lyrics say the same. Yeah. 
uh, but more importantly, I think Al would just do a medley of all 13 songs and just be like, these are all the same one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mine is uh, here in this friary where there's like friars <laughs> hang out. <laughs> and, but, my, but I think my better one and maybe more broadcast appropriate is here in this winery. Okay. And, and just a, talk it, about. It's just talking about different wines. I give you tastings of our Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, perfect. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I as I was listening to this, I was just like, I would hear him say a line and think like, how could I make this into like something funny? Like every song, <laughs> yeah. like he says, like, let's break into a fair ground. And then it's like, and that's how my family was torn apart. Like it's just, <laughs> my family were carnies and we were traveling, traveling circus family. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, not a great record. No. Um, you said you knew the hero dies in this one. Yeah. That's one that's kind of notable. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Let's play that one for a little bit of a transition, and when we come back, we'll talk about the movie. All right. All right. Sweet. Any final thoughts? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a little bit of the hero dies in this one. As I live here today. Were you planning that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mike, what have you been watching? I've... Okay, I watched a bunch. I feel like I do this sometimes where I just kind of spit them out and don't really give reviews. I watched <laughs> uh, Hurricane Heist. I watched oh. Geostorm. I watched... Same movie. Yeah, honestly, very, very similar. I watched The Village at Jordan's birthday party. That was a while ago already. Um, I watched The New Point Break. I watched Strange Brew. I watched After the Storm. I've uh, been watching a bunch of Jackass and uh, Action Point movies. Nice. Um, and most importantly, I watched A Stupid and Futile Gesture again, and that movie's perfect. i got to watch that still. I think I mentioned that last episode. You might have. But Damn. Yeah. If I didn't, uh, I also watched <laughs> that uh, Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph show on Amazon called Forever. Oh, yeah. How it's was that? really good. It's directed by Alan Yang, who was part of that Master of None show, and I think he was like... Maybe a writer or a producer on Parks and Rec, maybe. Okay. Um, but no, it's good. The first episode ends in like a really unexpected way, and the whole rest of the movie continues in a pretty cool, like, interesting direction. Cool. Um, so maybe yeah, I'll watch it later. Yeah, I'll give watch it a shot it tonight. Eight episodes. They're all twenty-five minutes or something like that, so you can crank it out pretty quick. All right. Cool. How about you? Anything? Uh, anything notable recently? Um, I watched Dreamscape, the Dennis Quaid movie. Uh, I don't know. It's that like one. sci-fi. E. I watched it on Filmstruck before Filmstruck went away. Their last day was just like pretty Couple recent days ago. Yeah. yeah, but Criterion is making a streaming service. Hell it's yeah. going to basically be the same thing. Love it. Um, comes out in like the spring, I think. Uh, I watched uh, Slice. Wasn't good. Yeah, it, it wasn't just, even. I'm not even going to say it wasn't great. It just was not good. It wasn't at like all. cohesive. I still kind of chance is not a good actor. Love, no. I love him, but he's not a good actor. I still kind of didn't know what was going on by the end of Same. it. Same, like it was just all over the place. It really was. Um, and then a slightly better uh, movie that I watched on Amazon, which was Never Going Back. Uh, it's like an A24 movie about these two girls. They work at like a diner. And essentially, they're just trying to come up with different schemes to, like, make more money because their living situation sucks. They were, like, one of the girl's uh, brothers who's, like, a, a bum. Hmm. Um, he's, like, dealing drugs and stuff. But it's, like, a comedy, essentially. Okay. Sounds um, very lighthearted. It's got, <laughs> it's got a bunch of people that I, you know, don't know from anything. But Kyle Mooney plays a, like pervert roommate of theirs and sounds pretty it's, he's he's pretty fun in it cool um it's cool it's got a really great scene where they uh they accidentally get high before they go to work and uh, that scene in, in general like the movie is like good it's fine but uh that scene is really great in a uh an unwarranted wine or cheese session um rate that movie one to ten um i would give it like a solid 
Like a six and a half or a seven, I guess. I was gonna probably say it's more like six and a half. I was gonna say if it's seven or higher, I'll watch it. Okay. But I'll still probably watch it. Check it out. It's pretty short. It's cool. like you know. Um but uh that's about it. Nice. Yeah. And okay. I, oh and I recently got commercialist Hulu, baby. So oh. I've been watching uh been catching up on a lot of uh, Always Sunny that I missed for the last couple of seasons and a bunch of Brooklyn Nine Nine that I missed. Dude, I hear Always Sunny holds up in recent seasons. Dude, it's great. People said it's like still in its prime it's like thirteen seasons now. The, the yeah, they don't have the newest one on there yet, but I've been watching seasons eleven and twelve and Whew. they're amazing. Nice. I need what to a do good that. Show. I'm gonna borrow your password. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the spirit of last episode, we got, mm, I don't want to say it yet, but we got a friend (laughs) to record a, uh, a synopsis of the movie. So here is Tyler Smith's synopsis of the Goonies. (laughs) The Goonies. Well, a bunch of kids. We'll call them goons. They hang out in a neighborhood that's just a shitty, just terrible place. They all live in, in bad houses, but there's this Asian kid that makes cool devices. Uh, these devices don't actually like, make anything better for them. Terrible place. But they hear, they get a treasure map from uh, some illegitimate individual. They follow it. Turns out it leads to some caves, but these bad, bad people that own a deli don't like it. So they, they kidnap one of the goons, keep him in a freezer. Turns out in that freezer is another uh, another guy that is uh, an older guy, strong but dumb. So we'll get back to that guy. We, they, the, these kids follow this cave system through a bunch of traps and puzzles. The uh, Turns out the, the Asian kid, yeah, his uh, devices, they work out real well in this scenario. It's almost like foreshadowing, but I wouldn't know. Uh, they eventually find this pirate ship full of fucking uh, gold and treasures and skeletons. So does the, the bad deli owners. They come in. They don't like it. These kids aren't buying the cold cuts. So they try to steal the pirate ship. But then the kid in the freezer and the strong guy, they come in, beat up the deli owners, let the kids have the pirate ship. Then the, the, the kids very, very nicely pay off all the mortgages on their parents' homes. And that's how they all got to live together through the end. <laughs> that was great. I like that uh, Tyler's version of it seems to take. It, it sounds like it takes place in the deli at times. <laughs> uh, the shitty deli, and that the not the people are bad, but the deli is bad. The deli's bad. <laughs> the owners are fine. Important the deli is just bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I I got Tyler to record this one in the most recent one by giving him decoy movies earlier on in the night. Like, oh, I told him I was going to do this, but I gave him fake movies. Oh, and so okay. when I sprung it on him, it was all just that's just that's Tyler for you. That's great. Um, this podcast is about Tyler now. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, okay, you know, another another clip. I always forget this movie opens with the Fratellis like prison break. Uh, yeah, I kind of love it. I remember the car chase, but I never remember why. The one um, uh, the, I can't remember the the guy's names jake jake and, and frankie or something i'll look it up anyways here's the intro of the fratellis getting out of prison or whatever who cares <laughs> lunch time the longer you animals bark the colder your lunch gets yeah, so come hard. on move it out you two down there hey turkey Things are looking up for the Fratellis. Great. Yeah, yeah and uh, the other guy's name is Francis. Francis. Fratelli, played so, by uh, Cypher from The Matrix, a.k.a. Joe Pantoliano. You could call him Frankie. <laughs> I'll I call him Frankie. I thought the other guy... Um, Robert Davy, 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 Jake. I, th- I thought he played um, Dandridge in Fright Night, but it wasn't him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a special agent in Die Hard. Okay. Cool. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the prison break is kind of cool. It's fine. But I have a question. If you shoot gasoline with a gun, will it ignite? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I guess if there's a heat and there's a spark, potentially. But the sp- would the spark not just come from the gun? And then, well, I guess if the bullet if it ricochets hits the ground, off of it, hits the ground or... it might yeah. make a spark. Yeah, well, yeah sure. Physics work out. 
I mean, that's the classic, if you shoot a gas tank, will explode thing that they yeah. proved wrong on Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and then, you know, not too long after that, we meet the kids. Uh, the annoying, annoying kids. Mouth has a sick Purple Rain shirt. Oh, he played does. Played by Corey Feldman. Who do you think's more annoying in this movie, Feldman, Aston, or Chunk? You said you love Not Chunk. Not Chunk. I love Chunk. Chunk's so annoying. <laughs> he is annoying. I think Mikey is the most annoying. In the beginning, he is. Yeah. By the end, though, he's incredible. Um, yeah, by the end, he's like... But he, like... He, he Chris rose it and just gives like all the inspirational <laughs> speeches all the damn time. He's the one keeping the whole group together. He really is, honestly. So would you say Chunk is your favorite Goonie? Uh, Data's probably my favorite Goonie. Couldn't agree more. Data, <laughs> there's a scene with Data where he's like giving it his all. Yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah, he's... he Really, they couldn't have done it without him. No. What uh, do you think... This, I'm just going to stop asking your favorite things. What, what's your favorite invention of his? Oh, um, Slick Shoes. I mean, Slick Shoes is so good. But the teeth, <laughs> and really the most useful one. The te- oh, uh, the teeth are pretty useful. The teeth are pretty useful. He saves his life with them, and then he hits a dude in the wiener with them. There's a lot of... <laughs> is that of, when they dropped the gun? It was yeah. the teeth that made him drop the gun? Yeah. And well, his dad has a pretty uh, crappy invention at the end of the camera that pops uh, out of his belt. <laughs> yo, his dad is uh, Mr. Lee, the shop owner from Falling Down, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think you're right. I think I'm right. You think I'm right. Yeah. And then it kind of in line with Data's inventions, but it's more, I guess it's more of Mikey's thing. They have such a convoluted system to open the gate to their yard when Chunk comes over. Oh, Data definitely installed that. Like a bowling ball rolls down. It's a Rube Goldberg machine. It is a Rube Goldberg machine. I think there's also, I think it says like Rube M somewhere on there. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Data, and then da- data, data zip, built that form. For data sure. zip lines in through the screen door. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Next time, you use the front door, please. <laughs> um, How do you like Josh Brolin in this? Josh Brolin's great. This was his, his debut. Was it really? Apparently. Oh wow. Yeah. I, wait, was he not in that um, skateboard movie before this? Um, I don't think so. I thought I read that it was his debut. I could be wrong. Um, you got your laptop if you don't want, or your phone or whatever. If you want to look it up, I'll. Uh, I'll keep talking, but no. I'll no look stress, it up, no but stress. Oh, I might look it up. My laptop's about to die, so I'm trying to pull my notes up on my phone. All good. All good. Um, I like the part where they break the the statue, and he's like, oh, that's my mom's most favorite piece. The guy's little, little wiener falls off. <laughs> a lot of wiener yeah. stuff in this movie. A lot of wiener stuff. <laughs> um, we find out that the uh, the housekeeper doesn't speak Spanish, and Corey Feldman likes to just fill her in. Mouth. I'm sorry. Likes to fill her in with some crazy places on where to put the proper drugs, and the cockroaches will eat her, and all those things. And the aloof mom is just <laughs> yep. like, oh, fine. Yep. Uh, she's like terrified. The Goonies was his uh, debut. All right. Josh Brolin. Nice. Hell yeah. Look at him now. He's Thanos. Is he? Is he really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't Wait. Keep is up he? Enough I don't know. He was. At one point. At one point. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he still is. Um, how old were you when you saw this movie? Oh, man. I don't know. Okay. So pretty young, though. This yeah. movie came out the year I was born, but... 1922. 1932. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I think I saw it, I don't know, maybe when I was like 10 or something, probably, to be realistic. I don't think I saw it until I was like 16 or 17, but it still like yeah. affected me pretty well. Yeah. It's like a great... You know, kids getting together and just having an adventure. The power of children. The power of children is what the the lesson here is, people. <laughs> There's some, like, raunchy kids, though, too. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> when Eddie Murphy talks about the kid he would hang out with when he was younger, they would be like, shit, mom, shit. It's like, <laughs> I feel like they say shit a lot. <laughs> they, and, uh, they, do, they do. Yeah. Um, Josh Brolin's character, Brand, mm-hmm. essentially is Sean Astin's character from Fifty First Dates. Oh, yeah. Constantly working out. But he gets the girl. <laughs> True. Oh, actually, at the end, Sean Astin gets the girl in uh, oh, First yeah, Dates, too. see? Ula, or whatever Yeah, they're is. the same character, man. There you go. I can't disprove it. And Sean Astin is in this. Nice. Um, I wonder <laughs> oh, if that's, I like, know that. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the iconic sh- uh, like shot when they're up in the attic, and they're looking at the map, and it's like you can see the four yeah. of them looking at the charred map and stuff like that. It's yeah. Really From, the like, the map's perspective sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Uh, I put that Chunk and Data dress like Urban Outfitters models. <laughs> Chunk is wearing Chunk, like definitely. Chunk wearing like Fishtown. He's like absolutely. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, plaid pants, like some like almost like Air Max looking shoes, <laughs> and like a red windbreaker. And then Data's got like real baggy pants, cuffed with some Nikes, and like a big 
coat and data all this. might be like a dj though may yeah i could see data being a dj like a nighttime dark wing <laughs> <DJ. laughs> yeah <laughs> um i never understood why there why cindy lopper wrote a song about them that they were watching on tv oh like yeah. like in real time they're watching a song singing about, about the goonies, the goonies. That's a good, that's weird. It's a little strange. <laughs> um, but then they're, so they're riding their bikes to go try and find the treasure and they drive by the dad. Maybe there was a Goonies before them. Could have the been. Ten, maybe it's like a, you know, whatever they, the group of kids at the time is called. <laughs> they claim One-Eyed Willie was the original, or no, not One-Eyed Willie, that uh, Chester Copperpot was the original Goonie. Oh, well, there you go. Or no, was it One-Eyed Willie? One of the two. Chester Willie. Chester One-Eyed <laughs> Copperpot. There you go. We'll just go with that. Uh, but no, the dad uh, seems chill as hell. The dad's got like a real principal vibe to him. Yeah, he does. Kind of like my ideal swag that I, I kind of go for. I'm an, I'm an intellectual. <laughs> as seen by your Berkeley t-shirt. That's right. We're a Princeton t-shirt yesterday. <laughs> um, I like the scene where they first like meet up with the Fratellis and like get, well, as Tyler worked, like to refer, like get caught up in their deli. Mm-hmm. And uh, she like brings them water, mm-hmm. but it's like brown. Disgusting water. She goes, it's wet, ain't it? Drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I like when she said, you boys like tongue and then makes out with them one by one. It's like kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that actress. Uh, Anne Ramsey from Throw Mom from the Train and Scrooged. Oh, really? She's great. Okay. She passed away in like 1988. Oh, she didn't do much after this, huh? Not much. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. Um, there's a scene of Mikey and data and they're skipping and holding arms to go like into the deli. It's, yeah. just, it's just very sweet. <laughs> it is just, very sweet. I was like when we went and got snacks right before this, we held hands and skipped. We did. Yes. I had a potato chip, a bag of potato chips called home girls. And you didn't get Look the chumpies. Up. Look them up. <laughs> Look them up. Chump- now. Chumpies is like the boys version, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, I think Spielberg's a, di- he might be diabetic. He's got the baby Ruth in this movie. <laughs> He's got Reese's pieces in ET. Are you trying to say that like he puts his forbidden foods in his stuff or <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I just think he's a snackhead. Uh, there's also a scene of Brandon on the bike that looks like it's straight out of ET. I know Spielberg didn't direct this, oh, but when I feel he like flies he off the over. when he like when what's that guy's name? Troy grabs his yeah. arm and he's like driving and with he him and launches he him, launches him off the yeah. cliff or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I feel like even though That's Spielberg, true. even though Spielberg didn't direct it, I feel like he was heavily influencing this movie. Chunk? I could be wrong. Chunk is a little bit of a snitch when they capture him. Oh my god! He's like ratting everybody out, and I do love the 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 scene where he goes on about all the bad stuff he's done. He rats himself out. The yeah. last one is really good, where he talks about like the worst thing he ever did was make fake puke and oh, uh, act like he threw up on a bunch of people in a movie theater, which caused everyone else to get sick and throw up. <laughs> and, and it made the sound like this. <laughs> and then France is like, I kind of like this kid. <laughs> um. Yo, I didn't know this movie was written by Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus that did like all of the like Chicago or yeah, Chicago movies yeah. and like Home Alone and all that stuff. Also a Chicago movie. Um, There's yeah. also a part where Chunk is talking to the cops on the phone and uh, <laughs> the cop references his Gremlins prank. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, apparently the Cindy Lauper video for this includes Cindy Lauper playing a Goonie. She's the new recruited Goonie. The Bengals <laughs> play pirates. And Are the Andre cast the, in is, it? Uh, yeah, uh, there's like a 12 minute version, I think, oh, with the cast in. Oh, God. Uh, so the Bengals play pirates, and then Andre the Giant plays Sloth. <laughs> like, <laughs> we gotta look what? this up. Yeah, we're gonna watch it immediately <laughs> after this. Oh, man. I also read this movie is mostly shot in sequence. Oh, interesting. Rare. Hmm, very rare. But I guess it, I mean, I don't know if that was a real cave or not. Probably not. Yeah. But, uh, I think it was like a real ship. I think they like had to build that giant set and stuff. Probably. Oh, have you seen, I think there's like a deleted scene, the octopus scene. Have you ever seen that one? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've heard about it yeah. before. I feel like I've watched it on YouTube. Or they reference like that. it at the end. They're yep. like, we saw a giant octopus or something yeah. when they were talking to the adults. Yeah. It's weird that they kept that line, but deleted the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really put that together. Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, not recently. I think I watched it a couple of years ago. Somebody had mentioned it again, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know if I've ever watched that." But yeah, it's like it's like an iconic deleted scene. Is it like um, puppet work or something? Or I think they got a real octopus. They trained it to not kill kids because <laughs> the, the, the octopus is natural. Uh. <laughs> the unions would have a real field day. Uh, Sloth caused like a terrible accident when him and Chunk were escaping, oh, yeah. and he lifts the pipe, and <laughs> then you hear like a t- tires from a car screech, a lady scream, and just like loud 
like a loud bang. And he kind of looks at the camera and goes, oh, yeah, I was like, uh, Sloth murdered <laughs> probably several people just now. Yo, I read the novelization. Um, they adopt Sloth and they go as far as to give him a bar mitzvah. Chunk, <laughs> Chunk's family adopts them and gives him a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird like addition well, full-grown man at the, at the end uh chunk is like i love you sloth i want you to come live with me essentially bro sloth kisses him earlier on in the you're movie. right <laughs> it's weird <laughs> sloth's name is lotney fratelli just looked it up oh i didn't know that wow yeah. um unnecessary to yeah. give him a name <laughs> i wrote everyone in this movie has a heightened sense of smell because okay. uh, oh yeah, when the old lady when Mama Fratelli's like, I could smell their bubble gum, and then earlier Chunk can smell ice cream from like through a, a door through a soundproof freezer door <laughs> in containers. <laughs> oh, they uh, also so at the one point when he's like, these are my my wishes, I'm taking them back or whatever. They're like getting yeah. the coins. And, uh, Corey Feldman calls it Martin Sheen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> gave me a good laugh. <laughs> that was good. And then he, regular currency. Then he talks about Martin Sheen playing somebody in a movie or something. Something, yeah, yeah something dumb. Uh, um, there was also a pretty cool scene. They show the newspaper of like finding out that the Fratellis are in jail or whatever, or that yeah. they broke out, and the headline above it just says "Unemployment Up." <laughs> <laughs> Best headline I've ever seen. <laughs> Buying it. Um. I don't have a whole lot. Most of the rest of what I got is for the end of the movie. But uh, yeah, Sloth, I feel like Sloth could have easily moved that rock out of the way again once oh. he dropped it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looked like you could really just push it out of the way. Man's made of steel, folks. Um, but he goes back to save his family. Yeah. Um, it's, he's a family man. People in movies in general eat pizza so haphazardly. Okay. When Chunk's parents Explain. show up and give him the Domino's pizza, she's mm-hmm. like, it's your favorite. The box is flopping all over the place. <laughs> like, he pulls the lid off, and it's, like, just, like, flop. You can't see what I'm doing, people, but it's, irresponsible. it's everywhere. Yeah. But the pizza doesn't fall out of the box. I feel like that's, like, a thing in movies. Like, people people are just slamming boxes of pizza on the table, flipping them open, mm-hmm. pulling all the slices out. It's crazy. They're They're starving. They're starving. <laughs> Uh, there's a weird piss break scene where all the dudes are pissing into like different corners of the cavern. Cave, yeah, you don't really see that in movies very much. But um, <laughs> Bran has a line where the girl that he really likes and really likes him, he says, "Go see what she's ragging about, will ya?" <laughs> and that's yeah. when his brother goes. I I actually think I like Andy and Mikey more than I like Andy and Bran. Uh, Andy's the girl that oh kisses yeah Andy yeah and Mikey yeah. I think they should be together more than Bran and Andy. How old are the older kids? Because 16, because he just failed his driver's test. And how so old are the little 17? kids? 13. 13, 14? Yeah. It's a little it's, bit uh It's a little racy, a little weird. but <laughs> think about it now. They're married. They're three years apart. That's yeah, funny. true. Uh, and then, like, Mouth and Steph. Is their name Steph? The girl that have he like hates a thing going she on. She hates him. Yeah. They're, at the end, they're kind of chill. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, like a thing. That's like a sibling rivalry more than anything. I would. Oh, say. are they siblings? They're not. But, oh, I, I, but okay. I feel like they have that vibe oh. a little more. Oh, well, he calls her pretty at the end. You can call your sister pretty. I'm sure. As long as it's not like sexy. <laughs> That's too far. Um I feel like this movie was probably a blast for those kids to film and like for even the cameramen, like the cameramen yeah. got to do some cool shots. They got to go down water slides. Yeah, totally. It's a lot of fun. All the cave stuff looks fun. Yeah. Uh all the data stuff looks fun. Yeah. Especially like the slick shoes across the log. It's so like I mean, again, Spiel, like Spielberg had his name and brand yeah. all over it. So like the Indiana Jones stuff was like pretty on the nose. Pretty prevalent, yeah. Um, there was a scene where they measured out 200 paces, uh, <laughs> but they're little kids and they don't have a full man gate of Chester Copperpot. So wouldn't it be more like 350 paces 300 for them or something? to 400, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. When so, Brand was doing it, I guess. Amazing but, they yeah. could find it. Yeah, true. Well, uh, Copperpot was a child when he went there, apparently. Um, Mikey just throws his inhaler away at the end. Irresponsible as Seems well. Seems like he might die because of that. He definitely used it to save his own life a couple times throughout the adventure. Exactly. Um, in the end, do you think Mikey... Like, he deserves that treasure. He found it. The Finder's Keeper's Law. Yeah, totally. The he only made out with a tiny bag of jewels. Saved the saved the goons, the goondocks. The goondocks. But they just, they just watched the ship kind of float away. I'd, I'd be like, yo, I, I found that. That's mine. <laughs> I want the billions of dollars on well, there. Well, he even says, like, um, he basically says, like, 
you know, sorry for saving our own lives, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Remember that? Like, Wimpy Dad. Near the end, like some something happened. Somebody says something about the treasure, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, sorry we didn't get it." Instead of, or yeah, sorry we got, saved our own lives instead of getting the treasure, Dad. But he's like sincere about it. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And Maybe then, I don't want to be the dad coward. <laughs> True. Let himself get walked all over by money hungry. <laughs> uh, and then the dad rips up the document. He throws it in the air, and then more paper from behind him flies up into the air really? to like add more shreds. Oh, interesting. Maybe like, the mom was like, I want to get in on this too. She grabbed one page, just threw it up. With her broken arm. <laughs> um, did you find us in the movie? Um, I don't know. I thought we were uh, Jake and Jacob Francis, Francis Fratelli. <laughs> and then our, our friend Tyler would be Mama Fratelli. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Tyler... Do you mind if I give him a call? Yeah, let's give him a call. We've got some potential news to drop on him. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to give him a call. It's going to ring for a little bit here, but... Uh... Let's see if he answers. Hello? Hey, Tyler. This is Mike and Joey from the Wine and Cheese podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty great, thanks. What's um, up, Tyler? Joey says, what's up? Oh, not much. <laughs> um, I have a quiz for you, and if you pass, we'd like to offer you a spot as a as a host, a co co host on the uh, Wine and Cheese podcast. Are you interested? First off, yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> can you explain to us the differences between first, second, third, and fourth wave emo? No. Oh, <laughs> all right, perfect. Uh, we'd love to have you on in that case. <laughs> I thought you were the one that was telling me about uh, this stuff at once. Yeah, uh, flying colors. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. All right. Well, see you later, man. <laughs> wow, that couldn't have went better. Yeah, I uh, I looked it up online. He, he told me about it. I don't know why he wouldn't answer. But uh, <laughs> First Wave is a hardcore offshoot from DC bands like Rites of Spring and Dag Nasty. Second Wave is like the Midwest emo with like Cap and Jazz and Sunny Day Real Estate and Promised Ring. Third wave is the pop punk like drive through records yeah. the day stuff, and fourth wave is the revival like my chemical romance kind of stuff. Or yeah, I think they'd probably fall into th- three. Okay, three. and then fourth wave is like the um, revival stuff it's of, like modern baseball, uh, uh, Algernon, yeah, everyone everywhere. Those kind of bands. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and again, Tyler told me about that, so I don't know why <laughs> why he wouldn't say it. He earned his but spot. <laughs> never, <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, we're going to have Tyler as uh, our mama for telly. Um, <laughs> and we'll and, only uh, <laughs> refer to him as such. <laughs> so you'll be hearing him uh, more often. His dulcet tones. <laughs> he really earned it with his uh, his movie reviews. <laughs> uh, the budget for Goonies was $19 million. It grossed $65 million. I thought shit. that was wild. It's impressive. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 70%. What would That's you, what would respectable. You give it, I think I would give it... If we're going with their ratings, an eighty, an eight out of ten. Yeah, I would probably give it somewhere around there too. It's it's like hard to judge it because there's really nothing wrong with it, but I don't care about it as much anymore. If that makes sense, like yeah. I had to watch it in three sittings, kind of because really, yeah, I just kept doing like getting distracted and doing other stuff just because I, and it's not even that I knew every single detail. I just had seen it so many times. Right. I. I mean, I. I can tell what what scene is coming next. I can quote a lot yeah. of it. And it's like, it doesn't take the fun out of it, but it's like, it's tougher to review those movies for sure. I kind of don't know if, if I ever need to see it again. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but. Right. I'm sure I will. Yeah. But I don't know that I would need to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we jump to the section we like to call tasting notes? Yes. Tasting notes. Um, so <laughs> for mine, I went a little off kilter and I found an article called Everything Chunk Eats in the Goonies from Pepsi to Pizza <laughs> by Bon Appetit Magazine. Um, Love it. And they kind of like outline when he mentions food every time. But uh, Oh, wow. The food he eats is pizza and some milk in a Pepsi cup. Pretty sure it was a milkshake, but pizza <laughs> and milk is weird. Uh, pizza and potato chi- or Pepsi and potato chips, Godfather's Pizza, chips, whipped cream, shares a candy bar with sloth, Rocky Road ice cream, iconic, yeah. uh, and then pizza. And uh, the drink that I would bring to my my tasting notes would be some cherry cokes under the moonlit summer sky from uh, in this diary. Very nice, very nice. Uh, mine is um, a Baby Ruth Domino's Pizza, 
Not the same thing. I didn't even okay. say it with a comma there, but pretend there was a comma there. Yeah, definitely heard uh, of this one. And an Astoria cocktail, which is a real thing, but it's essentially a gin martini. True. Yeah. Okay. So, Very nice. Toss one of those in. <laughs> uh, and then um, there was something else I wanted to say about the movie real quick. And I can't okay. remember what it was. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, despite uh, feeling the way I feel about the movie now, I was I'm kind of excited for the sloth parts. Dude, the it's, sloth it's chunk be- parts are the things that I don't like as much. Really? It, yeah. I feel like for me it's been long enough in like a post hot a Goonies hot topic world mm-hmm. where the the novelty of the sloth thing has gone away for long yeah. enough where it's if I watch the movie again, I can get excited about "Hey, you guys!" again. You know, <laughs> and I've heard you walking around town, just kind of like practicing your "Hey, you guys!" No, that wasn't quite it. <laughs> I was wearing a Superman shirt and suspenders the whole time too. Um, yeah, so. Uh, that brings us to well. Do you have uh, keywords for this one? I didn't get any keywords That's for this okay. one. We don't have to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but but we're coming on up to wine or cheese. Yeah, let it play for a little bit. Did you have any good keywords? I was looking them up earlier, and then my computer died. So oh, right. okay. Anyways, we're here. We got some wine or cheese. Um, how many do you have? I have two <laughs> okay i think i have three okay so uh my first one is this is my wish i'm taking it back i'm taking them all back goonies it's in both the same line uh he might say it a little different this he is pretty p- much our first both yeah he yeah. at least says i'm taking it back i'm taking them all back yeah but it, it might be the lead-in might be a little <laughs> i feel different. like ours are the same because uh <laughs> you well had that one too one i have this was my wish, and it didn't come true, so I'm oh. taking it back. So that's, which one's that? That's the Goonies. And then which one is? Well, pff, life is only as good as the memories we make, and I'm taking back what belongs to me. <laughs> there you go. And then at the end, he says, "I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back." <laughs> so that's all mine. That's those are all of yours. <laughs> yeah, just uh, those two. So long a story. We found him out the buried treasure. Even if we come home empty-handed, we still have our stories, battle scars, pirate ships, and wounded hearts. All the best of friends. Atari. Hourglass. Empty Zed. It's found a grain of sand. Blah blah blah. You say the whole the lyrics to the whole song. Hey, which one is this? Um. The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. Oh, um, I'm going to say Goonies. Correct. They probably say that the chunk or something when they are the kids when they're like about to kill them or whatever. I think it's when Mikey's trying to say like, don't go up this, <laughs> don't ride this bucket out of this wishing well. <laughs> Instead, let's go get this treasure. And everyone's like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> um, and then the last one. Appreciate the good times, but don't take the worst for granted because you only get so many chances. The Ataris. <laughs> yep. God, that's in, that's even just hearing that out loud makes me like annoyed. <laughs> just groan. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. That's uh, that's all I got for that one. Um, I don't know. Overall, good pairing. Yeah. Al- album kind of stunk, and the movie was like something I'd seen a bunch before. So, like, you know, it was. I hope. I hope this was a great episode for you guys to listen to. But yeah. You know. We'll hopefully have some better <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's more for enjoyable sure, for sure. It, both were worth revisiting for sure uh the end that's it <laughs> uh, so, so uh <laughs> check out cinepunks.com check yeah, out please. lehigh valley apparel creations get some shirts screen printed get anything screen printed um if this comes out by the time they're still doing this they're doing a cool uh like clothing drive currently Hopefully you heard about it somehow. They, if you um, donate some clothing, especially warm clothing, they'll give you some LAV, LVAC gear, like T-shirts and um, long sleeves, hoodies, and stuff. So take them your old clothes. Hopefully you heard this and uh, and got them. Some and it's still going clothes. on. So yeah, donate some clothes to them. Hell yeah! And uh, we haven't got many emails lately, so hit we us haven't up. actually. You know what? Um, we have one. <laughs> leave us some reviews because we have one on iTunes right now that I've been meaning to read for several weeks and I forgot oh cool um, so I'm going to read it right now gave us five stars back on September 17th um, user ET138 thanks for that um, they wrote title is very misleading thought this would be about curated wine and cheese pairings very disappointed as I don't know what type of wine to buy with my Gruyere platter and hope this would be a nice audio guide for use when shopping at my local Whole Foods. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, they wrote, perhaps consider changing your name from wine and cheese to something like music and movies for teenagers. 
Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, ET. 173? 138. 138. Oh, man. Well, that's fun. Um, because of that, <laughs> Film Friends made a pact that if anyone reviews our show, they're going to give them a minute of airtime. So if ET, if you're listening, oh, wow. listen to the Film Friends because they're going to shout you out now for a minute. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so, yeah, like Joey said, rate us uh, five stars, please. But, you know, whatever you feel is appropriate. Yeah. Um, and wine then, Cheese Pod on all the social media. And again, it's WHWine, uh, WineCheesePod at gmail.com, WineCheesePod on Instagram, WineCheesePod on Twitter. And if you hit us up or, you know, got something to say, we'll, we'll read it on the air, yeah. man. We'll respond here. Yeah. If you've got a pairing, let us know. If you want to be on the show, let us know. Yeah. Or if you just want to chat, I'm here to, here to lend you an, an ear. We'll call you <laughs> during the show, I guess. Well, very briefly. You heard us hang up on our future co-hosts, so <laughs> don't expect, don't expect much. much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks, Cinepunks. Thanks, LVAC. And thank you, the listeners. Catch you next time. Bye.